What's up, everybody? It is episode six of the Peaked in College podcast. I'm your host, Joseph, and my co-host is not with me today because I was going to do a solo podcast since my friend, my, my buddy, thinks he's uh, he might be sick with, with COVID, possibly. He's, he's been, what's, what's the term? Contaminated with other people who may possibly have the... Uh, the sickness who might be down with the sickness as uh, the disturbed song goes anyway find us on oh god i always suck at this of uh, stitcher that radio thing whatever that place is called uh amazon music apple podcasts google podcasts and soon to be youtube and there should be a donation link i think wherever you uh, guys and gals can can find our podcast. I think I don't know yet. I should figure that out some 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 year, some century. But anyway, without further ado, I'm gonna get into this solo podcast. It might just be like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or whatever. <clears throat> I'll see whatever I can do without anyone else to like riff with. Let's see. So today is well, fucking. Several hours ago, it was Christmas Eve. Today, it's technically Christmas. I'm recording this at like 3.48 in the morning. At, um... What, what's today? Saturday, Saturday. 3.48 in, in Saturday morning. And boy, am I a lot peppier than I normally am at 3 fucking 48 a.m. In the, in the fucking morning. Boy, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about, but I'm so peppy about it. Oh, man, what's been taking up my time? Aside from seeing my family, which was nice, I uh, ended up just going back to some PlayStation 2 games. Uh, that's taken up my whole week. Usually, I have my routine where I dance and exercise every other day, and I'll do that three days a week or four days. And one day, I just decided to stop all that and just work and then play games and then while i was playing games man you don't you don't understand major league gaming pro right here i uh i think i was playing for like six or seven hours straight and then i hurt my neck i don't remember what what move or what position i did but uh got a got a crick in the right side of my neck pretty bad so i was like uh, okay i should probably Stop dancing, stop exercising for a while. And uh, that became my excuse to play video games for like five more days. Specifically Jack 2, Jack the pre- Actually, Jack and- The whole Jack and Daxter series. Starting with Jack 2, then the Precursor Legacy, and now Jack 3. And honestly, it's such a fucking trip down memory lane. When you're in college, even when you're out of college, like as a young adult- Take some time for yourself, not too much time, no one enough is enough, for the stuff that really just defined your childhood. Honestly, video gaming was huge for me. For some people, it's going to like certain national parks, which they used to do with their family. It might be rock climbing, it might be, fuck, if you're rock climbing as a kid, damn, it must be so jacked right now. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's cooking. Maybe you learned how to cook, like, as a kid with your mom or your dad. Like, 
this food or that food that you like specifically, favorite recipe or whatever, bring your parents in and like cook cook that same type of food again. It's all feel good. That that type of nostalgia, you can't put a price on that stuff, for sure. Definitely don't let your yourself get consumed with it. because uh, you can literally like it's man. I'm 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 gonna keep it real. If I didn't see my family just yesterday, technically Friday, for like to celebrate Christmas Eve, I probably wouldn't have showered for like the fifth day in a row. I don't even know if I've like outside of my job if I've even seen people. I've just been inside my room. I've had I have not been seeing people. I was supposed to see someone. Uh, fucking Tuesday of this week but lo and behold uh, this person too great great person as she is she got COVID-19 even though she's vaccinated her sister's vaccinated her her mom I don't know about her mom but like the three of them are all COVID-19 sisters together in, in the same house and I couldn't see her I couldn't see my co-host this is this has just been like an antisocial week for me, which honestly isn't that different from the norm. Honestly, like I, it's fine, it's whatever. Honestly, now that I think about it, it's been a good time to uh, save up on gas, not going out to see people, not going out to really get groceries or anything. I've just been eating what I have here. Uh, and then what else? Actually, no, no, I, I, overall, it's, this is still a really, like, shitty thing for me. Because I'm not even stretching, I'm not even doing yoga, I'm not even working out, or doing all the, uh, all, all the, all the necessary PT and physical therapy and rehab I need, like, to, to keep myself functioning. I sound like a cyborg or something, but... Oh, 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 now, okay, now that Ben's not here, this is a good time to explain if, like, any time I ever mentioned about my back, yo, okay, take care of your fucking body. You might not, you might think, like, your 20s is your time to just go hard, and many, many a sorority and many a fraternity might concur with you that yeah it's time to party it's time to rush pay pay dues out the ass um but you know they all have vested interests in having you and your money um going towards their their fraternity or sorority with the idea being that you feel like you're part of a family like you're part of a club like, you're part of people who really understand you. As long as you can pay your dues. It's like... You don't need to spend a bunch of money to, like, be friends with someone. And also, do you really need to have that high maintenance of, like, a friend group where you're all pulling in money together just so you can do, like, big trips and shit like that? Who the fuck has the money for that when, when they're a college student? I don't know. I, I guess I'm like in real, real people world land, real people land, where it's like, 
how many of my friends are have taken out loans for this shit? Just to be like, yeah, let me drop like five hundred on a on a on a fraternity. Yeah, no, no, I just got five hundred bucks burning a hole in my pocket. Wasn't doing anything with it anyway. Um, after buying weed expenses, you know, since I got all that that time and free money and free time and free money and and even more money, uh, which I don't know what to do with. <laughs> Well, anyway, that's that's how I feel on, on fraternities. There's a crash course in that. Anyway, what was I getting at? Oh, my back. Okay, so I have been I've been dancing, I've been breaking break dancing for about thirteen years now. About oh how long has it been now? About six years ago, I did a move where I was supposed to jump backwards onto my upper back and like cushion my fall and bounce into another move and on this fateful night i jumped back fell about three feet landed on my l4 vertebrae my fourth lumbar vertebrae fractured it it's a chip fracture spondylolysis and i have a permanent back injury from that that's that's never getting fixed ever i could get surgery for it but at that point it means i can't dance anymore and so, luckily, I've been able to dance still. It just takes a lot of preparation to get me to, to do the shit that I want to do. And I see the moves that I want to get, my goals in sight. It's a really, really tough uphill battle, but I'm, I'm shooting for it. I'm striving for it. But that means that I have to structure my entire life around it. So, yeah. Some days I'll wake up, I feel like dog shit. Some days I'll wake up, my my body's too inflamed from practicing the day before. Sometimes my body is so inflamed that like I need to wait three days before I can practice again consistently. And I just never know. That sucks. But on the bright side, for all you, for all you kids out there, uh, first, let me just say, Love your body. Love the shit out of your body. When people say, my body is a temple, yeah, that's cliche as fuck. So you don't have to look at it that way if all you think is cliche when you hear that. But try and find some way or some motto to instill in yourself that makes you actually want to give a shit about taking care of your body. Find something. Like, how do I put it? Say no to drugs. I was so I was totally going somewhere with that, but I I don't remember. I was totally going somewhere with that. Oh right, 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 right. Uh, make you know that too cool for school type of feel. Try and try and relate that same type of feeling with taking care of your body. That's all I'm trying to say, man. Make it feel cool. To not do drugs. To take care of your body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Because you you have no idea at what age you're going to lose something very, very important. Off, honestly, some of, some of you listening, eventually... I know, like, statistically, like, if we get thousands of listeners, eventually, 
one of you is going to end up in, in like a DUI accident or something. Or, uh, I mean, God forbid, I'm not like prophesizing this now, but like, or, or one of you probably already has. And it's like, how did that go? Did you get out of that unscathed? Brain damage? Uh, like, did you break, break something? Did the other person in, in like the passenger seat like survive? Did you, like, you know? Lots of people get hurt in their 20s permanently. And people are, like, I don't know if you realize this. People are living till they're, like, fucking 105, 110. Honestly, our generation, like, like the kids in our 20s, us in our 20s right now, if, I mean, if we play it safe and we're not stupid and we actually see the doctor when we need to, we drink plenty of water, we eat cruciferous vegetables, our generation can fucking live to 120. I personally believe that. Imagine if you break your ba- Imagine if you're a quadriplegic at like 28. Dude. The rest of you... I, I feel like you... Ugh. I feel like like the first five years, you'd probably be struggling with wanting to kill yourself. <clears throat> and then if you get over that hump, you probably never truly get over like the desire to want to kill yourself by then. But... <clears throat> think of it just at that point if you can overcome that urge to want to kill yourself even throughout the rest of your life that's still probably like 80 years where maybe 70 where you've got the rest of your life and you're in a wheelchair and god knows what what other gizmo <clears throat> like hooked up to you one dui accident and now you've you've got the You've got the consistency of Stephen Hawking, like with, with, with your, with the, with your, with your movements and your, no offense to Stephen Hawking, rest in peace, but like, do you want to talk like Microsoft Sam for, for, for another 80 years? I would think not. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. This is what I learned when <clears throat> I messed up my back. Sure. I can live out the rest of my life, but there are some things, there are some opportunities that are pretty closed off to me because of the life that I still am trying to lead because of how passionate I am for this dance. I plan to do this dance very seriously up until I turn 35. At that point, I really just got to let go and branch out into other things so that I can really, my life can feel open again. But for the time being, the power of self-expression through the dance that I do is more than worth the rigid routine that I keep for taking care of my health, uh, my sleep, for making sure that I put myself in healthy situations. I don't sit down for too long. I don't sign up for gigs that are going to kill my back. I don't do events that are going to kill my back. I also kind of makes me a bit of a hermit too, because like, sure i could go out and and like dance like fun like club dancing you know and like talk to girls and whatnot but if i do that i gotta think to myself like yo for one thing you're gonna be out for like five hours or like three hours at least you know and the more i the more i dance like standing up and i don't take a seat the more it hurts and the more it's gonna be 
a bit to try and reduce that inflammation, not only that night, but the next morning. <clears throat> and then, like, if I do end up, like, pulling and, like, taking someone home, it's like, <laughs> I really need my space when I sleep in my bed. <laughs> I, I tossed into, I have specific positions for my, for, like, to sleep from my back. I've got, like, three pillows, and sometimes I, I, I finagle a rolled up towel in that bitch. I have, like, a body pillow, either, like, that I'm holding or underneath my knees, knees bent, rolled up towel underneath my lower back, then one pillow, like, in my arms, sometimes behind my head. I'm, like, I'm, like, an orthopedic surgeon's wet dream when you see me sleep. Like, I, I, like, by the book, I sleep like that. And sometimes, actually, a lot of times, I don't want to sleep like that. That doesn't put me to sleep. That doesn't make me feel at home or, or comfortable or anything like that. I'm literally, like, just, again, orthopedics, orthopedic surgeon's wet dream. Sometimes I'll turn to the side. You want to try me on the left side rather than the right side if you can help it. It's better for the heart. Pillow by my head, arm in between, right arm is holding a pillow under it so that the shoulders are balanced, and then there's a pillow in between the knees so that the hips are balanced. Again, bro, physical therapist, wet dream. All for the sake of self-expression, and I've I've been having to do this since I was 19 years old, since, since I got this injury. So yeah, if ever I mention anything about my back, <clears throat> it, it all boils down to that. Just a personal anecdote. This pain never goes away. Not even when I feel like I've learned my lesson. Like, all right, this, this, is, this is the injury that really taught me that I need to take care of my health. No matter how much I take care of my health, no matter how much I feel the lessons learned, it's not going to change anything. It's not going to change the physical fact that my back is a mess but it's a mess that I'm choosing to work with for the greater passion like okay you're gonna have challenges in your life college or not that you're going to to need to overcome and then some you can put off till later like genuinely you you can put off till later and some you can actually ignore that you don't really need to interact with at all if you so choose that, that it's a free choice. Realize what's a free choice and what's not. For me, sure, I could stop dancing. And even though a lot of my identity is wrapped up in this passionate thing that I've done for 13 years, I am still a person outside of the one greatest thing that I, that I know and do. That's a very, very tough thing to to truly, like, accept that <clears throat> outside of this one thing that you're really great, great at and that a lot of your personality was cultivated from, you are, <clears throat> you are self-sufficient in, in and of yourself outside of that thing if you can't do that one thing anymore. You can always find something else and you, you can always still be you. Find a way to be you. How was I getting at?
okay, yeah. But I have made this choice to, to stay me and to stay expressing in this way. And here's what's changed since uh, rising to the, ch- to the occasion, rising to the, to the challenge. Uh, one, I started foam rolling. That was one of the first things I ever did. I started foam rolling. I do, I foam roll probably, let's see, whenever on a day that I dance and exercise, which I do together on the same, same day, specific routine, I'll foam roll for like 10 to 15 minutes before I dance. And then after I finish my workout, oftentimes I'll do it in the morning, uh, just a little bit. Sometimes I'll do it right before bed. So I'll end up doing it like at the most four times in a day, at the least like once, once a day. Always for my upper back for sure to reduce tension, but lots of times to decompress my lower back. Oh, it's another thing. I have a pull-up bar. I have a pull-up bar in my room, not even for doing pull-ups. I've probably like, I've probably done less than a hundred pull-ups on, on the pull-up bar in my room. That's been here for what like 11 months why because it's just there to hang and decompress my back for me sitting down for 15 or 20 minutes straight kills me no matter what i'm doing even if if i was just playing video games which is super fun i would have to get up because of this i don't go to movies like to movie theaters Uh, i don't sit down at restaurants all that frequently There's a lot of stuff that involves sitting that I just cut out of my life. So that's another thing. Preventative care. Uh, Not not putting yourself in situations that might hurt the back or might make life worse with the back. On top of the things that heal you. Foam rolling. Hanging from a pull-up bar. Stretching. I drink tons of water. Obviously. Here's a big one. I try to sleep eight Sometimes I might even sleep eight and a half full hours a day. Eight and a half full hours. And I mean, like, you go to bed knowing that, like, when your alarm's set, if you were to knock out, like, the moment you you went to sleep, you'd actually get nine hours. Obviously, you don't knock out the moment you, like, just head straight to sleep. Because what happens is... You don't get into REM sleep for a while. If it's if I'm being like honest, that's gonna take me like 30, 45 minutes before I'm truly like asleep asleep. And those asleep hours, truly eight hours for for real. I don't drink water uh, any more than two hours before I go to sleep, or sorry, an hour and a half, because I know it's gonna wake me up in the middle of the night. Using the restroom breaks the REM cycle. What's another thing? Kale, obviously. Kale, lifeblood of the universe, lifeblood of my life, story of my life ever since like three years ago. Kale salad and oatmeal. That's my routine every morning, kale and oatmeal. Even on days I don't dance and exercise. Another thing, find a routine for the thing that you you love for for self-expression, for passion. Find a routine that works for you, that gets you in that fucking flow state that every self-help book and their mother talks about. Flow state is real. For me, 
LA Fitness. Hit the jacuzzi for 10 minutes, swim for 20, shower, foam roll and stretch, that's 30 minutes. Dance, that could be anywhere from an hour or like 45 minutes to an hour and a half, sometimes even two hours if I make it that long. Then work out after that. Then foam roll and stretch again and then shower. That's a fucking routine. I make time for that. I fucking make time for that. My God. No wonder I don't go out and see anybody. But that's okay. It's okay with me. A comedian could look at it and poke poke fun at it from like every single every single angle, right? But if that's okay with you and that's that's the life you're going for, who is anyone else to judge? Right? And then beyond that, my life has just been about making little one percent changes positively. Getting ergonomic ergonomic. I say it like, like it's a fucking buzzword, but really like <clears throat> a really nice form-fitting sole for type of sole for for my shoes since I'm dancing. However, I take the impact in, uh, when I land, when I step, for all the steps that I take is very, very important. Uh, what time I go to sleep and wake up, very, very important. Uh, what I eat outside of, of my breakfast routine, like quinoa, uh, how, what what vitamins am, am I taking? I'm always taking a multivitamin. I'm always taking collagen supplements. I'm always taking recovery pills, zinc. Always drinking ginger tea in the morning as well. I have a fucking waiver too, which is which is like this two hundred dollar thing that you like like step on. And it's like a wave board that's it's like I don't know. It's like shoulder width. In, in, in width and it like shakes at whatever vibration setting you put it on <clears throat> all these things man <clears throat> are little one percent changes down to the job that i do especially especially that's especially important something that where i can move around freely whenever i need to and stretch as is necessary that i have that freedom for my body that i live in a space that's clean even though, as much as I, I, I'd really like for that to, to be the case, <sighs> I'm gonna break off into another tangent right now, finally. Dude, <clears throat> so for Black Friday, I bought like $800 worth of shit. But again, you saw that, like, you listened to the diatribe I just gave about how important I, I take dance. Obviously, this is all stuff that's very, very important towards that and towards Japanese, learning Japanese as well. But one of the biggest things I wanted to get for Black Friday was a a strong Dyson vacuum cleaner. Guess what? I saw it at Costco for $100, $100 less than what I was expecting to to probably pay for it, even at Black Black, Black Friday price. I was like... (gasps) I gotta get it. Holy shit. I gotta fucking get it. You gotta be fucking kidding me. And, and then so I, I put it in the cart. Got probably like a hundred more dollars worth of shit at Costco. <laughs> and um, went on my way. And guess what? I plugged this thing in. 
doesn't start charging. So I'm like, is it the battery? We don't know if it's the battery or, or whatnot. All I know is that I contacted customer service immediately. So that like, my Dyson just does not work. I don't know if it's the Dyson or if it's the battery. Customer service concluded that it was probably the battery that's not working. So they shipped me another one. Great charge, awesome, great, great customer service. Except I had that, I had that shipment like, I want to say November 27th, maybe November 28th, it's been, it's been almost a month, and I still haven't gotten this battery, I literally just have the Dyson, and like another piece of the Dyson, just sitting in a corner in my room, like the cleaning corner in my room, Next to my sorry-ass excuse for a hand vacuum, which uh, I have been relying on for the past eight months. Fuck, dude. I might have to drop Team Dyson. Team Dyson, man. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. I might have to call in Team Shark. Might have to be a shark boy. I don't know. It's odds. odds are not looking good in your favor. Because of that, like, my apartment's a lot... My apartment's a lot dirtier than it should be. I'm I'm a lot dirtier than I should be because I've been screwing around this this whole week, and I didn't mean to plan plan to screw around this whole week. I didn't. I never really plan to take breaks, but when these things happen, I just gotta learn to accept them and embrace them. Anyway, this this break ends fucking probably. What is it? Yeah, honestly. Sunday night, Sunday night, it's really time I get back in the game. Uh, last thing I'll talk about, because it's 30 minutes now, and I'm literally the only one rambling to myself. Oh, by the way, this is like what I do, I think. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. This is what I do when I'm alone, and I just want to be with my thoughts. I will literally just talk to myself sometimes like this to, to make sense of stuff that's happening in my life. This isn't like my my mode of being like all the time. But every now and then, growing up as an only child, no one else to talk to. You learn to you learn to talk to yourself. Or some people like learn to think like in their head and that's it. But for me vocalizing my thoughts really 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 gets gets uh ideas across better so what are you gonna do sue me right uh last thing i want to get at dude one of the most unexpected things happened at um at, at, at the christmas eve party with my with my mom my aunt and uncle it was at their place aunt and uncle's place uh my cousin his husband my great aunt. She feels like a great aunt. She could just be an aunt. Who knows? Um, my aunt and uncle's three awesome dogs. And my other aunt. And I don't think there was anyone else there, actually. Yeah, lots of the family were, were out elsewhere. Anyway, my uncle <coughs> introduced me to a, a board game. Like, of all the things to fucking talk to me about, 
I don't even know how we got on the subject. He introduced me to a, uh, a board game called Quirkle. Fucking Quirkle. It's as white as it sounds. So, basically, you get this game out. It's... Comes in a moderately large, medium-sized box. And in this box, I guess it's supposed, supposed to be an instruction booklet. It's got little, like, small instructions on the back, but not the full detailed set of instructions, which I had to look, on, uh, look up online. And inside was just a bag. That was it. A bag, like a cloth bag. And inside this bag were, like, 106 or so black 3d uh wood pieces black black painted wood pieces and on each of these wood pieces was a shape painted on with a certain color there's six different shapes six different colors some of them are duplicates and so ultimately you've got like what was I gonna say? Wait, a hundred and wait, ninety. Okay, so that's twelve. One hundred and eight. It probably it's probably one hundred and eight. Probably one hundred eight pieces, tiles, or whatever. And I just played with with my uncle. Holy shit! Did I not expect the unexpected? I I didn't expect to get addicted to a board game. We live in fucking twenty twenty one. Everyone's playing like games on their mobile phones, like 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 mobile games. Or, or they're just, like, going home and they're just streaming this show, that show, whatever, the Wheel of Time, whatever the fuck people are watching these days. And I couldn't believe, like, like don't, don't underestimate how surprised you might, might be at how fun and interesting shit from, like, the 2010s, the 2000s, the 90s, and even earlier uh, can be interesting to you. The way this game works, I'll give you the quick rundown, even though you didn't ask for it. Six different shapes, six different colors of these six different shapes. You're trying to line, make a pattern. So you make horizontal lines and vertical lines. So the game starts out with one piece put down. That, that piece has a shape and its own color. Now you could put another shape or uh, another color to make uh, a matching pair, I guess. Or if you have three of, of or, or like two pieces that are the same color as the piece that's on the, on the board, you can put those two pieces in, and now you've made three, like a, a trio, you get three points. Or if you have four, four points, right? What was I gonna, oh, yeah. Or, or let's say you have the same shape. Yeah, you have two of the same shape, and you put it down with that with that tile that has that one shape. That's three of the same shape. That's three points. Now, here's where things get interesting. If you take a shape, and you're able to get all six colors of that same shape together, you have completed a quirkle. And that nets you, instead of six points, that nets you an additional six points because it's a fucking quirkle. That nets you 12 points. Now, if it's all the same shape, but every single different color for that shape, that nets you 12 points. 
if it's the other way around, where it's all the same color, but every single different shape for that color, that's also a quirk. That's also a quirkle. And it nets you 12 points. And holy shit, when I say I love this game so much, I just, I just, I just became Zach, Zach Galifianakis in, in, the, in like the, the hangover where like all the equations are like running past his head and, and like he's just playing blackjack. Like I, like I took this game way more seriously than I ever should have. And I won, rightfully so, because I took this shit seriously. Uh, I played against my mom, I played against my uncle. Uh, and I, I still, in my notes, I put, I put the score tallies down for every single person's moves. And I tell, I'm telling you, like, for my uncle, my uncle made, like, maybe 26 moves in total. I made, like, 27 or 28 moves. My mom made, like, because she joined the game late, like, maybe, like, 18 moves. So, even though my mom joined the game late, she got 121 points. Uncle had 134 points. And then, bam! I had 189 points. I quirkled the shit out of quirkle like no one has ever quirkled before. I gotta, I, I, I gotta make that an opening line for, uh, for, for talking to a girl. I gotta figure something out like that. Hey, baby. You ready to get quirkled? Sorry, I'm stumbling over my tongue. My tongue is just ready to Quirkle. The word of the day, ladies and gentlemen, quirkle. I should probably delete this note since I don't need to um, keep score of fucking quirkle. I, I <laughs> my my uncle had two two boxes of of quirkle. He was like, "Well, I could I could give you one to take home if you want." He, he talks like that, even though we're um, a Cuban American family. He's he married into the family, so he's not he's Swedish, but we're Cuban American. Uh, and I was literally debating, even though I live in a tiny ass studio, I was literally debating on whether to take this board game when, when, when my primary objective is to get rid of stuff in, in my apartment, just to make it cleaner and, and freer and more minimalist. I was, oh, I was so like, like, honestly, like. To give you perspective on how much I gave a shit about this game, I have Cards Against Humanity. If I had to get, like, if I had to trade with my uncle, give him my Cards Against Humanity boxes in exchange for Corkle, a game about shapes and colors, like I'm a fucking toddler, <laughs> versus a game with with mature humor and sometimes some of the funniest, like, answers and responses... And more room for for uh, personal expression. I might give up Cards Against Humanity for fucking Corkle. That's how serious it got. Oh, man. Corkle, dude. Well, anyway, my apologies in that uh, I'll be putting this post, or this, this episode out uh, on Saturday instead of the usual Friday. I is a cardinal sin that, that I've committed and I truly apologize. I will try and, and, um, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting, giving a president's apology. 
I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Actually, no, she didn't, she didn't even... Bill Clinton didn't talk like that. I did not have sexual relations with that woman on Epstein's Island. I, 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 I can neither confirm nor deny the fact that she may have been 12 years old. Hey, don't look at me. Hillary was hitting boys younger than that. They just have the right touch. <laughs> Luckily, I don't have to... <laughs> I don't have to apologize for pedophilia. <laughs> I, I only have to apologize for the fact that I didn't stick to the strict cardinal rule episodes out on Fridays. But I will be back... For, for sure, for sure, for sure. I will be trying my damnness to, um, to to get these episodes out on Fridays, for sure. This was just a little holiday, like, things got in the way. I didn't keep track of things. Very unprofessional of me. But hey, you know, at least I wasn't uh, Clinton on Epstein's Island. Now that I make up, make that a reference, I, I feel a lot better about myself. What else was I going to say? Yeah, that aside, new episodes out on Fridays. Catch us on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, yada, yada, fucking yada. And hopefully YouTube in the future. And share, share with your friends and family. If you find this funny, if you think you have friends, if you have those, you know, you know, uh, that you think might enjoy this or might relate to this in any kind of way, Please do not hesitate to share. It really, really helps us out when you get the word out for the Pete and College podcast. Also, if I'm if I'm gonna be honest, the other the other Pete and Pod, Pete and College podcast, I'm with the question mark. Those people, see, okay, I had actually been recording episodes for this since like October or like April of last year. I already had this idea. But they put their podcast out first because I couldn't find a fucking like a proper co-host to have for my show. So I was like, eh, I don't want to start now. The vibe's not gonna feel right. Now I want to say I'm paying the price for it, but honestly, like whatever traffic comes to them, kind of comes to us in a sense. And hopefully, <clears throat> in a war of attrition, hopefully our podcast will win out. If we do this longer than they do, we will consume them, and then. There will only be one Highlander. There will only be one podcast whose content shall be consumed in the nature of college humor. And you know, like that's fucking, you know, support your local college humor podcast. Know what I'm saying? The episode's out every Friday. Peace, y'all!